Hello and welcome to Come Out and Play, the D&D podcast that's all trans, all the time. My name is Benjamin, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be your DM for this campaign. My name is Moss, I use Z, them pronouns, and I'm playing Ember, who uses they, them pronouns. They are a human paladin of the singing flame. My name is Mel, I use they, them pronouns. I play Trick, who also uses they, them pronouns. Trick is a huge human warrior and Ember's elder sibling. My name is Haz, I use they, them pronouns, and I play Maynard, who uses he, him pronouns, and he is a skittish wizard. I'm Chris, I play Rill, and we both use he, him pronouns. Ooh. I need to do some house hunting. Yeah. Gonna move in with Rana and like be a household oh, in Manchester with a person in it. That's quite nice. Yeah, I need my housemate to um, do some house hunting. Have in a robot. Uh, audacity should probably be a thing. I've also looked through the spells and gone, oh, there is one that will actually solve the problem we have quite handily. That's good. good. It's nice to know there is a spell that solves this problem. Or mm, it provides step one of solving this problem. It might be advisable to have a step two planned before enacting it. Uh-huh. We might have to do it again. Mm. But, you know, it's good to have a spell on the books that does the job. True. Okay. Ooh. Can we all pull up Audacity and Time Is, please? Yep. Done. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mark Time at 40 seconds, please. Sorry. Seriously? Hmm? Sorry. That's that's all that's all recorded now, you know that. <laughs> if it wasn't right. clear, that was a burp, not a fart. No, it was clear. <laughs> it just also was, okay. you know, excessive. I don't imagine that you recording a shotgun, has. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty to be confident of what end noises are coming out of. <laughs> It was a really loud fart, if your headset can pick it up. And <laughs> uh, you don't know me. <laughs> okay, does anyone want to, like, discuss anything before we start role-playing? Because I'm aware we're dealing with kind of heavy material, and is there anything I need to particularly avoid or include? Besides, obviously, all of this is horrible, and I have no intention of pretending that it's, like, not horrible. Of course. Oh, I I don't think I have anything, at least. Cool. I just mm-hmm. wanted to check in, because, like, it, it's a big subject that's coming up. Yeah. Talking the whole thing, you know. I've fully forgotten how to DM. <laughs> Fine. I just, I have no maps for this week, so please don't get into any fights without warning. All right. I don't know what you would be fighting without warning. I mean, I feel like this is not... I feel like you're all smart enough not to be treating this as primarily a stabbing problem. No. I mean... It seems like a bad way to... (laughs) It seems like maybe not a resolution to the problem. It would be a way to have a different problem. (laughs) Probably. Okay. Kind of wish we should have stuck around now. We could have a party that's got, like, one werewolf, one puppet. 
<laughs> a werewolf, a puppet, a phoenix, and a perfectly ordinary wizard. <laughs> I, I do have an important question, which is, um, does Canril Canril actually perform somatic components right now? We are, we are going to, I'm sure, have to do some figuring out. Well, we <laughs> okay. are going to have to do some figuring out of what's going on with Rill. Sure, sure. Um, I know what Rill's current state is, mechanically speaking. I feel like you haven't really had time to explore it. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. We begin this episode in a hotel room in Vanguard, in which, currently, Ember is sleeping, Maynard is sleeping, Trick is sitting up to keep watch. Rill's body appears to be appears to have moved from being unconscious to a more normal sort of trance, but Rill is sitting on a cushion against the wall in the body of a three-foot puppet. Because the events of last week were dramatic and exciting, and anyone who isn't familiar with them should go and listen to last week's episode. Through the night, those of you who are sleeping will dream. They're not long dreams. They feel ordinary, almost. They, they're particularly vivid, but they have that dream logic to them. Ember, you dream yourself in the forge, your familiar forge from home, and you're making nails, as you have made hundreds of times before. And one of the family dogs is in the forge with you, which you... Sometimes they come and go, but this one has decided that she needs to put her head in the coals and sniff them. And she is determined that she needs to do this. And as you are working and making your nails, you are repeatedly moving the dog away from the flames. Maynard, in between the ordinary dreams of the night, you keep coming back to this single scene, unchanging, of the great dragon queen, Athroka amongst the trees of the forest and she's staring at a bright silvery dragon's egg you must be a dragon nothing else could be that size but she is crouched down with her tail lashing in agitation staring at this egg and rill as you're drifting in and out of trance which is a state so familiar to you and entered with sufficient conscious intent it's hard for you to know whether this is a physical need or a mental one but it's how you've always rested and as you're drifting in and out of chance you can see out of the window you can't see the moon the moon is behind you you can see the light that it sheds on the clouds and you watch the clouds drift and move and you see them pull together into shining white with the moonlight the figure of a child small one toddling across the sky dragging in one hand a sword that is clearly far too big for them a weapon with which they are undoubtedly going to hurt themselves and as you think that this child should not have this weapon a much larger figure formed in the dark gaps between the clouds, wrapped in a cloak, just reaches down and plucks the sword out of the child's hand and 
as the clouds start to tatter and the vision fades, you can see the child starting to throw a tantrum. And then eventually it is morning and the sun comes up and those of you who have rested can take your full rest. Um, Trick gets a point of exhaustion because they have not slept. But the morning has arrived and you may do with the day as you see fit. Mm. Aid is back. What? Aid is back. Ember just wakes up and just instinctively casts aid. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Uh, how much is that, sorry? Uh, an extra five points. Okay, cool. I thought that was like an in-character statement, and I was so baffled. <laughs> uh, has... Sorry, go ahead. Has Rill's body stirred? It, yes, you watched, you watched it come round from unconsciousness after... Probably not long after everyone else was settling down. Um, but did not come all the way to full being awake, seemed to pass from being knocked out to trancing. Um, right now, you could roll me a perception check if you want to know if, if it's currently awake. Okay. And that's an eight. Well, it's lying still and quiet with its eyes closed. Good enough for me. Okay. Uh, what are we going to do about real gestures with one puppet hand between his body and his current body? I don't know. I, I can't think of any way to solve this. I'm not even... I don't think I've even read about anything like this. Ben, can I make an arcana check to see if I can think about a way to solve this problem? Certainly. Twenty-four. Ooh. That's pretty good. As you're thinking about it, you're kind of you're kind of giving yourself the caveat that this is dealing sufficiently with souls and things that maybe it's cleric stuff. But you have and you picked up enough of what was going on last night as well. You have a pretty solid idea of what metaphysically has happened. So you are pretty sure, because you understood enough of what the spell was and what was said afterwards, that some force of magic produced an effect akin to um, astral projection, and the silvery cords that everyone had were their tethers to their bodies. And you've been told that Rills was cut, which ought to have killed him. But it would make sense that if that tether was separated, then Rills' body no longer being attached to Rills' soul would make Rills' body easier to possess. Because there would not be an occupant. And then vice versa, the puppet no longer having Felicity possessing it would probably be the nearest available suitable vessel for Rill's soul to go into. You have a sinking feeling he might actually be undead at this point because oh. he, a thing happened to him that absolutely should have killed him and now he's possessing a puppet and that kind of seems like not a thing an alive person does. Okay. I don't think you immediately have an idea of how to how to fix it. I think you should probably 
think it's more fun for you to work things out, <laughs> come up with plans. Okay. Um, sure. But I, I definitely think that you, ha you have a pretty strong handle on what the problem is and that both of these entities are possessing rather than properly owning their current bodies. All right. So Maynard will sort of sit down on the bed and sigh and put his hands together and says, so as far as I can understand it, we were in the astral plane. Those cords that we had were our silver cords. They, they attach our souls to our bodies. When Rills was cut, he should have died, but he didn't. We don't know why. It's fine. Well, not fine, but weird. And without a soul, Felicity took over the body. And Rill, a, a soul without a body, technically a ghost, is now haunting the puppet, possessing it. Mm. As much as a puppet can look horrified, Rill looks horrified. And Felicity is a soul in a living body, so not possessed, just in the wrong place. Well, I feel undead. I, I mean, I can still do magic. I mean, so can liches. I am not a lich, Maynard. I know, but I'm just saying that being undead doesn't mean you can't do magic. Mm. But this is, this is, this is soul stuff. I don't do soul stuff. Clerics do soul stuff. All right, Ril. Well, I have, I have a couple of ideas, a couple of spells in mind, but, um... As things stand right now, I, I don't know if I'd be able to ask what I... I don't even know if it would work in the first place. Much less if I'd be able to cast it. I'm powerful enough to do it, but he sort of waves a, a, a blocky wooden hand. Maybe if we can get to a temple and explain things, they could... They could help us. Yeah. What sort of a temple? I mean, I mean... <laughs> any that would be anything that would be powerful enough that has um, clerics that no abjuration spells. It's. I mean, it's just that we're in sort of a an awkward place for finding temples. Usually, I'd agree. I'd want to go somewhere else, but I I don't think we have much choice. Trick kind of sucks on their teeth and then goes, well, I mean, and my, my sainted grandfather would turn in his grave to hear me say it, but if you're technically, temporarily undead, then I don't know if the, if she's got any temples around here. I don't know. I, he, I don't think emotion translates as well on a puppet face. But he sounds unhappy about this idea. Ben, how mobile is this puppet face? <laughs> how articulated? It's odd. 
because it seems to be more expressive than its articulation can account for. It has more articulation points than your average puppet. Um, looks like the eyelids actually move and, and the jaw moves. But that you're getting a lot more detail of expression than the, the physical joints of the puppet ought to explain. Yeah, I've got the ability to give off vibes. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so if we can find the Temple of the Sleeping Queen, and if anyone there is willing to help us, maybe. So what, we just go up to a temple and say, hey, my friend is technically haunting this puppet, and this is his unconscious body. Want to do a switcheroo for us? Well, it's not like we did it on purpose. I mean, it's, it's, it's warlock stuff. Like, we did it at all. And Ember glares at Rill's body. Yeah. I mean, we want to reverse it. I, I don't want to stay in this body. I want mine back, and I don't really care what happens to Felicity. Or whatever the patron's real name is. Unfortunately, the person who knows most about this sort of thing is currently part of the problem. He looks at Felicity. Oh, and Odysseus. Yes. Is Odysseus awake? He is. He is sitting up on the top bunk um, with his legs crossed, sort of just listening in. I, I don't really know a, a lot more about it than you do, I'm afraid. It's a little technical for me. Well, there's some spells that have to do with things like planar binding and such, but I don't know if we can reverse It's really to do with bringing things to a plane. Although I suppose if we could reverse a magic circle that might mm, if we could invert it. Trick's gonna raise a thing raise a hand kind of belatedly. And raise a finger to their lips. Mm -hmm. And then um and then um and then I think say <clears throat> I I mean I suppose I I mean I suppose we have one person we could ask who'd probably have some good ideas. You've been um I'm sure she I'm sure she's listening in. They say, looking looking over at looking over at Real's body. There is in response a small but noticeable smile. Yeah, I thought so. Just uh just in case you might want to do any planning a bit less um Hearly <sighs> or audibly, mm. um, Rill's body, mm -hmm. who is yeah, the, the hands I believe are still bound, um, but Felicity in Rill's body is making the effort now to sit up, um, and will sit cross legged in, in a very similar pose to Odysseus on the bed. You know, I really was being nice. I could have just let you be dead, dead. Ben, please tell me that you forgot that we gagged, gagged her. I did forget. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> That's very reassuring. However, I don't want her to be able to speak. <laughs> however, she still yeah. speaks. Ah. Uh, was Rill's voice or her voice? With her voice. Uh. Seems like maybe this lady is telepathic. Right. That's that's right. Given that you are currently talking without a tongue, maybe you shouldn't judge. 
<laughs> I mean, it's fair. I really think it's a fair trade. I made him not actually be dead, so he's still around, and you let me go. I don't think that's fair. I want my body back. I'm sure you do. Is it, why don't you possess a flock of pigeons or something? Well, it's because she likes Odysseus. Odysseus likes you. No, she does. Well, if she wanted him to like her back, that's what she said. She needed a body that he would like. You can see that she is just kind of watching Odysseus, who has got his head in his hands. Ah. Uh, hmm. Like the person in the body, not the body. <laughs> Nothing wrong with liking both. Well, frankly, Felicity, this is really fucking creepy. And it's not how you get someone to like you. If you thought this would work... Or not, it's really between us. Or anyway, maybe he should tell you himself. We have a deal. <laughs> I give him power, and he takes me with him to see the world. I can be patient about the rest. But as long as he's still got magic, he's still bound. Well, at the end of the day, you're not taking that body with you, so you best start mentally preparing yourself, because... We're going to fix this. You're cute. I don't see how that's relevant, but it doesn't change my point. Odysseus, maybe you should leave. Maybe I should. I don't know if I can. She doesn't want me to. Felicity will... No, everyone's being mean to her as from her perspective. Mm. So she will shrug and say, no, I don't want you to go. Hey, Ben. I've... I've been a parent for mm-hmm. a good while now. 14, mm-hmm. 14 years, give or take. Do I maybe get the impression that this um, being might be a little bit mm, emotionally stunted? A little bit underdeveloped? This, yeah, this d- definitely doesn't seem to you like a full mature adult person. Yes. Hmm. Ah. Oh, okay. Okay. I... This is really stupid. Hang on. No, it's fine. It's fine. You know what? Either Felicity can break out and do whatever whenever, at which point it doesn't really matter, or she can't, and it's basically fine. What? Trick's gonna kind of like <laughs> Trick's gonna kind of like sit up a bit straight and be like, "Why don't um? I feel like right now we're ganging up on Felicity a little bit. So why don't you uh, let her and I have a bit of a Heart to heart. Directed at everyone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maynard gives Trick a side eye and some raised eyebrows. I feel like if things kick off, you'll know about it. And you may as well get some breakfast in you. Right. Well, Odysseus, let's start by just leaving the room. He's very much deferring to Felicity on this. Mm. Um... Trick, do you want to roll me a persuasion check? I'd love to roll a persuasion check. I'm very good at persuasion. It's my best skill, and I'm really good at it. That's a nine. Oh, no. (laughs) Felicity physically cannot cross her arms right now, because she is tied up. 
but you recognize the body language of a teenager who has stubbornly crossed their arms mm-hmm. is not interested in whatever this plan is is very distracted by watching his body move in weird ways <laughs> watching his body move at all from an outside perspective it's yeah actually real could you roll me a perception check okay Perception. Use <laughs> mm. your. I would say it's you're my just own now body. Do I get advantage? Um, no, that's not really what I was checking for. Um, okay. I would say, however, that you are starting to realize that you can't possibly be using the puppet's eyes because it's made of wood. Uh huh. And you can't be using its ears because it's made of wood made of wood yeah so you're kind of having this little revelation of whatever senses you're using are yours not your bodies or this bodies just somehow you being aware of things oh god that's creepy it feels like seeing and hearing but the physical component of it just doesn't make sense hmm Interesting. Okay. Uh, Rick, would you would you like me to stay here, or do you think I should leave too? No, no. I I just want to. Uh, I just want to have a little chat, and I think that will be a bit easier if it if it's not all of us looming around. So, although I actually, come to think of it, maybe you maybe you don't want to be. Um, well, tricky, isn't it? Um, well, why don't you stick around as well, and we'll just uh, take the pressure off a bit. So it'll be Felicity and Odysseus and you and me, and that's a bit more even. All right. Ember are out of earshot. Uh, Ember will turn to Haz and say, forget about getting breakfast. I think we should go and find that temple if we can. Get a head start while we don't have Felicity with us. Right. Okay. I wish Trick was smart enough to have been thinking of that. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, I'm sure you can get a message to us if you need to. Let's go. Okay. Um, just just trying to think, which, 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 which part of the uh, party do we want to stick with for now? Let's, let's stick with, uh, with this slow motion confrontation in the hotel room for now. So uh, with with the room a little bit less crowded, I'm fully just like, I'm leaning forwards and I'm being very simple and I'm saying, now I know it must feel like it's, everything's very unfair right now. <laughs> Amazing. You know, I I think most of us, I think most of us have been, in, well, well, not quite in your position, but we've been in, in that kind of a position, you know. Um, goodness, no, I've, I've had my share of of heartbreaks in my life but i think what you need what you need to understand is that a relationship is something it's something that you build but it needs a solid foundation to start with and if you and if you try and and if you you try and i say casting for a metaphor if you try and build a house right on the riverbank and you don't lay down good supports then it's just going to fall into the river right and you know if you try and if you try and build a relationship on the basis of, you know, um, 
kidnapping and possessing the person they already fancy, then I think you'll find that it doesn't that whatever you try and build on that foundation is always going to be very wobbly. It's not going to stay up. Do, do you get what I'm trying to say here, Felicity? Roll me another persuasion check. I love to roll persuasion checks. They're the thing you're best at. <laughs> I'm so good at them. That's 13. Better. Better. But it isn't fair. Why should he get to have a body when I don't? It's my turn. I mean, why should, why should he, why should you get to have immense, an immense wellspring of power and, and, and he doesn't? I mean, I'm not saying it's fair. I'm, I'm just saying it's, it's, I'm just saying that it's the way it, the way it is right now. Or, I say, tying myself into a corner. You mm. know, things aren't always fair. You're trapped in my body now, but on that plane, you had way more power than any of us. I, I couldn't do a thing to you. Because I'm trapped. I'm not well, trapped. it's not like there's a glut of bodies just lying around waiting to be possessed. Mine's going to break down eventually. Not for, not for centuries. Oh, sure, not normally, but we're not oh, underground. I could go blind if you forget to pull down the veil. I mean, I could get struck by lightning. And there's plenty of people around here who don't like uh, uh, clerics of my stripe. And, well, real gestures to the uh, robes and uh, veil that his body is wearing. I don't have to stay. I don't have to stay here and I don't have to stay here. I'm not trapped in this body and I'm not trapped in this city. It looks at Odysseus. I mean, that's good to hear. Listen, it just feels like maybe you've not got a lot of experience with this, with this whole relationship thing. And I'm glad to hear you're not trapped in the body because I feel like, you know, everyone makes mistakes. I say nodding encouragingly at Odysseus. Um, as I remember that I should actually have disadvantage on all these persuasion checks as well because um, oh, no. <laughs> the exhaustion stuff. Um, okay, well, bear that in mind. Go forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, everyone, everyone makes mistakes, and I'm sure Odysseus understands that. You know, I say nodding encouragingly at him, but um, and I feel like, you know, it would be a good, a good gesture to show that you. You know, you are willing to learn, learn about building, building relationships, the, the more conventional route, the, the way that works, even if it's a little slower. And to, if you could, if you might want to <laughs> swap things back. How's it? I said I'm willing to be patient about it, but it's never going to work if I'm not real, is it? Well, I mean... You're not the only... Not the only talking puppet, you know. I'm just saying you're not the only uh, being like you out there, are you? Maybe maybe you've just sort of latched on to Odysseus, and there's someone, there's someone who can... The only one I who, know. Who's coming from a closer... I might know someone. And they're like... <laughs> and then I start looking around like, ah, oh, who's a... A ways away right now. Hang on. I mean, I know someone. I know a couple of someones. Come to think of it. Oh, 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 Rill. Rill, where's your bag? 
It's it's right, right over there. Have you still got that that thing from in the cave? Oh, uh, yeah, I think it's in there. Go ahead and get through it. You have longer legs than I do. Sure, sure. Um... <laughs> Look, Trill has had Trick has had a lot of things, a lot of a lot of information pass through their brain. It's really busy half remembering it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And and you I'm gonna bag and you rummage through, and it's really not difficult to find because <laughs> a ram's skull with the horns is quite a large object. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of hard to fold anything neatly yeah. around it. Everything is just kind of tossed in the bag. I, I absolutely believe that Rill has been storing his socks inside the ram's skull. It's like bits of cloth kind of tangled in the horns and stuff. It's it's, it's a mess. <laughs> yeah. This is right, make, it, make it as presentable as I can before pulling it out. Yeah, so you pull out this intact ram's skull, but which has been very delicately carved into a complicated filigreed lantern. And the <laughs> horns have had glass eyes inset along the length of the curling horns. So this thing is staring at you from far too many directions. I just I say, you know, like... Felicity <laughs> leans away from this immediately. <laughs> Doesn't look like she recognizes it. This is more of an instinctive the way a person shies away from an unfamiliar bug. Mm. Just that there's something instinctively avoidant in her body language. Good. That's a good start. <laughs> like, <laughs> because, you know, you're very much a different a different kind of kind of kind of person to to um to real people, yeah. To a de- well, well, to a decent not people. a question of real or not real. I mean, mortals, really. And um, <clears throat> you know, even aside from all the beings out on other planes, there's. Um, I mean, I don't know how present he is here. I know it's a thing of his. I don't know if he's sort of connected to it, like like with the puppet, but. There's there's this fellow and there's a well there's a very nice forest up north. <laughs> who you must who you must have you must have passed through without even saying hello. I feel like I'm sleep deprived. <laughs> Real is just like staring at Trick trying to fucking matchmake for patrons. He is nodding encouragingly. Hoping Trick knows where they are going with this. Um, Felicity is, is... She's kind of staring at this ram skull much as she was previously watching Odysseus. It's a very steady gaze. It's quite unselfconscious about the fact that she's staring. It's just this is the most interesting thing, so it's what she's looking at. But she's clearly very interested in this skull. Hmm. And uh, you're immortal, right? I don't know. So far. Okay. And Odysseus, I mean, he's only half drow. He's got, what, 50, 60 years left? It's blink of the eye for for people like 
me, much less people like you. Mm. I'm getting looks apologetically and Odysseus <laughs> trick. I'm getting better at giving him powers. Maybe he won't be by then. Mm. Where did you find that? Oh, it was neat. We found it in a cave. <laughs> she could have <laughs> real shrugs one puppet shoulder. Odysseus with this this expression of can you believe these guys? They have never been on a stage in their lives. Call that storytelling. Oh, yeah, Rose was... <laughs> Rose like, yeah, we found in the cave, whatever. <laughs> someone, a, someone who's who's come to watch a new stand-up and is like, oh, really? This is it. <laughs> uh, Real will try to explain in more detail about uh, everything that's going on with the skull and whatnot, including all the weird dreams people have been having and... Okay, this is quite like um, plot sensitive type stuff, so I would like to know. I would like you to narrate this, I think. Because okay. you've also got all the stuff that you've recently learned. I don't know how much of it you plan to include. Um, all right. Let's see. Uh, if Trick would like to help, that would be great. When I look through my uh, notes. The issue is that Trick, um, Trick wasn't there. Trick wasn't there. <laughs> um, <laughs> a trick, trick has been told some things has been told things and remembers some of them. It's like, well, there was, um, as I understand it, your old friends had, had a bit of a falling out with some of, um, this fella's acquaintances. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, I, I, I'm not sure of the specifics of winding up with, this thing, but his his name or his title, I suppose, it doesn't sound like much of a name. What was it? The father of father of father of monsters? <laughs> Whereas I'm not selling him. I don't know. Maybe that does sell him for, for you, Felicity. Um, yes, he was the and he's, father of monsters. I think I've had. I know that I know that Ember tried to give me a good a good overview of things way back along, and also. And I think the oracle, the oracle, the the elf lady with at the dwarfenage. I think she said a bit about what she knew about his kind of portfolio, right? Like change and liberty and becoming. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's good because that that can that can click in Trick's mind as as they're like, and you know, actually, I mean, come to think of it, his whole portfolio is sort of and I gesture expansively becoming um so you've got that sort of mutual interest already as well <laughs> matchmaking is amazing <laughs> i'm so trick is just trick is just like wait wait this is a this is a surly teenager who's who's never been heartbroken before i can deal with this <laughs> this is exactly the same thing and is now really just out of their depth. If you think I have like <laughs> something more impressive up my sleeve, I absolutely don't. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, and they're down here on the material, at least sort of mostly, in the in the way that you are. I think, you know. So it's not like trying to meet up with a elemental or, or something like that. Yeah, they mostly seem to be up north more, but they're just sort of. Round, all sort of gestures vaguely in a in a way that is trying to communicate that physical beings don't really uh, <laughs> grok 
<laughs> that. Felicity is, is chewing things over, I would say. Hmm. Has definitely found the whole there is at least one other being that is meaningfully like you more persuasive than the this will not win Odysseus over tack. Mm. Should I should I try another persuasion check? Uh, should we switch to the other half of the party? Yeah, I think, I think Felicity maybe? like genuinely needs time to think about this and doesn't really know what to say because she's the facts on the ground for her have just changed. Mm. So I think we will indeed jump to Ember and Maynard. Prepping the more direct route. <laughs> so you are in this. You put. You, 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 sorry. This isn't a familiar city to you, but you've been here a day and a half, and you had a little. You had some time to explore yesterday, and it's not like it's not like you've just walked through the gate. You have some idea of where to go to find a major temple. So you are making your way through the early morning streets. Of Vanguard. Um, and I believe you are looking specifically for the Sleeping Queen's Temple? Yes. Okay. There's the right document. There's so many documents open. Oh, that's the one I want. Okay. So it looks like when, when you reach... So you, you have seen little shrines and offering places on a lot of street corners. Um, and some small places that that might be might be chapels or small temples but you've you've you're looking for a fairly senior cleric who will be able to cast hopefully some fairly strong magic so you've you've kept kept moving towards the more central temple district where the the big the big hub temples are as it were and the biggest one and the most lavishly decorated one is the temple to featherwind which you would find unsurprising, because Featherwind is the patron of sailors in particular, uh, and of travellers in general, and nowadays of the sea, as a sort of adjunct to their portfolio. So it makes sense that in Vanguard, they would be the most worshipped. Uh, however, there are also fairly substantial temples to the Threadmistress and to the Sleeping Queen. Excellent. The traditional pair of, of oak saplings in pots either side of the doorway not as flourishing as they would be in a, a more northerly and cooler climate but but doing okay they're well tended i've never been to this kind of temple before do you have any idea of the etiquette i mean i assume same etiquette for any temple just be respectful like, yes, we, we don't get people worshipping this sleeping queen up north. It might be, no, weird. Uh, anybody else entering the temple? Yes, actually. I was going to say it's a little early, but thinking about it, because people have to flow with the tide to some extent, these temples keep less of a, a standard day-night cycle than, than in some other places. Um, this one has a, a pair of heavy wooden doors, but they look like they're hardly ever closed. Um, they, they, they look like they're doors that just stand open most of the time and people can come and go. And there are some people 
coming and going as, as from all the other temples in the square. It very much looks like a place that's currently open. Kind of follow and and a little bit copy someone else going in. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to copy everything that they're doing because I'm sure there are some things that like would be only for worshippers mm-hmm. of the Sleeping Queen. But um just copy their attitude and whatnot. Okay. Um, what what the most noticeable thing for you is that everyone appears to be shedding their footwear at the door and going barefoot inside the temple. So there is an antechamber which is just you know, neat little pairs of shoes and boots around the edge as people have just left them as, as they go inside. And a large set of wooden like pigeonholes like those little separate shelves which all can contain nearly identical sandals in various sizes and people's names underneath the pigeonhole shoes off i i guess seems like it and i'll do so yeah Mm -hmm. this antechamber has a stone floor But as you pass into the main domed space of the temple, you feel the instantly familiar, especially to Ember, the sensation of cool, damp earth underfoot. There's not a lot of natural growth on it. It is mostly a bare earth floor, um, because while this temple has windows, it's not open to the sky. So only near the windows where the best light is is there substantial grass um but the, yeah the interior of this this temple has a has an earth floor and it looks to you like at least at the moment maybe it's different when they have the big services or the big festivals but at least at the moment people are engaged in fairly self-directed worship going to uh there's some there's niches in the walls with sort of smaller shrines or statues or objects of contemplation. And there are a couple of large terracotta plant pots with various greenery in them. And sometimes people are sort of using those as focuses for contemplation. So it's not like you have filed into an unfamiliar liturgy. People have come here to pray and to meditate on their own terms is there a cleric or or someone who looks like they work here you can certainly find someone who who looks you know it takes a couple of minutes of looking around to be sure uh, but the priests here do have a uniform mm-hmm. um, it's fairly plain it's linen trousers and a, a, a loose linen tunic and like a, a dyed colored stole so it's all very looks very comfortable in in the generally hot weather here, uh, and of course everyone is barefoot. Uh, but you spot a couple of people in what in in this clerical outfit, and they look like they spend more time barefoot than the average person, based on not that you're staring at their feet, but you know they've got more calluses than your average just kicked off my shoes to come to temple kind of person. And I think one of them will. Spotting you looking around in a I'm looking for someone rather than I am here to do the thing kind of way will come up and ask you in, in hushed tones, 
uh, if, if there's anything they can do for you. I've run into some trouble that I think the Sleeping Queen might be able to help with. Um, it's a little bit sensitive. I wonder if there's some place a little more private we might be able to speak. Of course. Uh, that has come through to one of the back rooms. Um, DM question. Mm -hmm. Are you wearing any visible symbols of the Singing Flame? Uh, no, I am not. Okay. I have, like, a necklace, but it's hidden under my clothes. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay, you you are led to probably not so familiar to Ember, because you grew up in a small village, but definitely a kind of place that Maynard has seen before, because every temple in the world, in Maynard's experience, has a small number of back rooms where you take people who are in, in need of pastoral care and and a, and a chat not in the main room you're like ah yes a temple side room i know what this is <laughs> the usual slightly beaten up chairs yeah story <laughs> is going to sound strange um but we've had an incident where a being has possessed our friend's body and cut our friend's silver cord connecting them to their body and so now our friend is stuck in a puppet and the being is in our friend's body and we really need to fix it and i'm it's certainly beyond my capabilities and i know the sleeping queen deals with undead uh because we we, we saw we, we, we had been transported to the astral realm and we saw our friend's cord get cut and our friend should be dead from everything that any of us know. But they don't seem to be. They're just stuck in a puppet's body. Yes, I mean, a, 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 an, un, an untethered soul with no body is a, essentially a, a ghost, right? And, and if a ghost is inside a thing, then it's Possessed or haunted. I'm, I'm a wizard. I can't do anything. Well, that is quite a turn of events. And you, you've been watching the cleric's eyes just kind of get wider through the telling of this story. Both at our hotel just now. Um, the being that's possessed our friend's body is not the nicest person one might say, and is a bit petulant. All right, let, let me let me see if I've understood this right. Something pulled you all into the astral plane, severed your friend's connection to his body, and then possessed his body. Is that right? Pretty much, yes. And somewhere along the way there is also a puppet. The, sorry, I, the being who possessed our friend was inhabiting the puppet previously and oh, I sort of switched see. I see, so it was available. Yes. Could one of you roll me a persuasion check, please? Sure. Oh, well, this, is for, this is for general does this cleric think you are fucking with her purposes. That is going to be a 23. Hey, you are coming across as really honest and sincerely worried. Huzzah. All right. What have you tried so far? Uh, well, we've tried just kind of 
talking to the being. Um, first step. But as stated, she's a bit petulant. She uh, wants to stay in the body because she likes someone who previously had that body, and she's been a bit immature about it, to be honest. So she's in love with your friend? No. She's in love with her friend's lover? I think that's close enough. It's unimportant. It could be very important. This doesn't sound like an ordinary... Usually a possession is either by an existing ghost or some kind of celestial or, or fiend, sometimes a fae, pulling you all into the astral sea in order to empty the body first. That's sophisticated planning. A body doesn't have to be unoccupied in order to be possessed, you see. Ordinarily, when people come to us for possession, it's some um, case of dual occupancy. But, I mean, the solution would possibly be the same? Depends. Could it? Uh, I don't know. I... The solution to driving the unwanted creature out of your friend's body would, would be the same. That would be the same spell. It's what happens next, I really don't know. We also really don't know. This is certainly beyond my understanding, and I think beyond the rest of ours as well. Um, I am I'm senior enough in the faith that I can drive a possessing spirit out, I'm reasonably confident. It's whether I can put your friend back in, I'm right. a little less sure of. That's sort of the important part. Mm. Well, if we were to free him from his entrapment in this puppet at the same time, presumably then there would be an unoccupied body for him to go back into? Like it happened the first time. Is onwards. By the sounds <clears> of it, he is technically speaking dead, and, and a soul that is and knows itself to be dead might stay that way. I definitely don't want that. Well, I would not, I would usually agree, but the fact that he didn't die when his silver cord was cut makes me think that I don't know how this might be a special case. Certainly. As I said, arranging this in the first place is a startling amount of, of forward planning from the kind of hostile creature that would normally engage in a possession like this. It's, for that matter, being able to pull multiple creatures in, into the astral plane. I can't. I doubt you can. I think she has her eye set on becoming a god. Well, I, I don't think that's him. Sorry? Shh. Ember. No, I just <laughs> the only odd guy. No, I, I really would like to know where that comes into it and, and what manner of creature we are dealing with here. The thing is, we don't know. She's not very telling. You must know something more than you're telling me, or your friend wouldn't be shushing you about it. And it I'm looks it has. I really am, but I do need to know what I'm working with. Do I'm I'm sorry, I'm not Okay. I'm not sure how much I 
trust us to be confidential, but I will, I will tell you if it will help. You said trying to become a god. That is this a lich or something of that kind? And if so, why why is it turned to possession? It doesn't have a body. I don't think it ever had a body. It latched on to someone who was passing by, and it acts something like a patron for a warlock. It's taken a hold of a puppet that he carries with him, and it's gotten a bit sick of it and wants to be a, a real person, to use her words. wonder where it came from in the first place. I mean, that, that sort of trying to become a god is, is uh, one of those things you hear in, in stories, and liches are a known thing. My lady patronises some of those other wizards particularly uh, sometimes trying to do it on their own recognizances and that that can go awry it's possible that, that this is some some long dead wizard who experimented on themselves and has ended up as as a powerful spirit but one wandering unanchored possibly it's unusual but uh something with that kind of ambition probably would be the type to guest with things or people but uh, could could you help or do you know someone who could help right now we're just trying to convince it to leave the, the, driving a possessing spirit out of a body i i can do unless it's phenomenally powerful uh, it it's a it's a, there's a there's a cleric spell spells never quite the word with with clerical magic is it but th there is a, a a power my lady gives me that is uh very strong in that aspect that they they do not normally get a chance to resist it and that i am very happy to come and try it's the part where we then put your friend back in his original body that i i don't have a spell for that i don't have a ready-made solution for it uh, and I am concerned that if I merely repeat the banishing process on him, he might just die all the way. I was afraid of that. But freeing his body, I am happy to come and do for you. It's best talk to him about that. Yes, um, we might if, come if, back. If you could bring him here, that would be ideal. Yes. Um... Both what is what is your name? I am Selini. Thank you, Selini. Um, I will be here uh, until a, a little before sunset, if uh, if it takes you some time to get your affairs in order. Thank you. Of course. Okay. So we will return to the room, and uh, I would assume that Ember and Maynard are making their way back there, having had a conversation. Yep. In the middle of trying to describe what the deer creature looked like the first time they saw it, and the eyed and antler version of um, what they saw in the underground temple and, and everything, as much as he can, he's, he is not um, fully certain what the hell trick is trying to do with, with, with pairing them up. 
but if it works, <laughs> if she seems interested, he's gonna he's gonna try and help. Yeah. And Trick is, is basically pursuing attack of okay, this is this is this romance is not a good idea, but how about some friends your own age? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. <laughs> The thing is, I'm just, I'm so tired of not being able to touch and taste and feel. Can I attempt? Because there's a bit of knowledge which I, the player, have, which mm -hmm. feels outside of tricks and media access. Can I attempt an arcana check in my sleep deprivation level brain to um, <laughs> connect off something that I, so our character, have thought of? <laughs> Mm, well, it's not going to be better than a 10. But it's not going to be worse than a 10. Okay, I good. have had some interaction with druids before. You have. I would and say I you're have... totally familiar with their, their abilities, but you have... Oh, um, sure, sure, sure. I've also, had, I've also had a party who's had a lot of thought about ways of resurrecting their buddy. Yeah. What I'm trying to grasp for is the reincarnation spell. I'm not sure if this is even a good idea in general, but it's it's the one that I'm reaching for. Okay, I would say with a ten, you you can recall conversations you've had around plans for resurrections. Yeah, like, I mean, wait, there's some sort of there's some sort of spell, I think, that's like a resurrection, but it's a different body. I look desperately at real. I think it's reasonable that Real would have heard something of this, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, he nods and I can have a yes, of spells. I um, I, I can't cast it yet, but it it exists. That's a thing. It's it exists, right? It does exist. I mean, I can't I could find someone do, and I can't do cleric magic. I have tried and tried, and I can't do cleric magic. Right, but someone someone could do it on you right probably and, yeah i know far more powerful clerics than than i am who i'm i'm sure if we told them you were a friend of ours in need real is grateful that his face does not articulate grimacing i will and... point out of character it's it's not a cleric spell is it not just a cleric spell or is it not a it's cleric spell, spell at all it's not a cleric spell at all, it's a druid spell. Really? That's... Hmm. Wait, okay. what spell are you talking about? Because you said I'm... resurrection. Yeah, but I oh, was I saying thought... specifically, that was, that was me expressing resurrection, but with a new body. Okay, reincarnation. I, I don't think I'm not clocking to what spell you're talking I'm about. Clocked, I'm clocking to reincarnate. Right, okay. Spell. <clears throat> um, I, I don't okay. think it would... We'll just say that, that Felicity also is not familiar with reincarnate. <laughs> Yeah, um, and and I'm I think with a ten, I'm not entirely like if if Rill's going to go off on about if if people are going to go off on cleric magic, I'm just like, yes, clearly this is cleric, a cleric yeah. thing, <laughs> or or potentially a cleric thing. As far as I'm concerned, druids are basically a kind of cleric. I don't have that much traffic with them. Um, you know, like maybe, maybe that way, they could turn that thing into a into a new a new body that's more like the kind you you want and actually come to think of it come to think of it you were saying about your 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 old your old friend uh, 
Terpsichore, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a well, 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 well. She got a new, a new body, didn't she? A different one, and that wasn't even the same thing. It didn't sound like. I don't think. I don't think she was. She was killed to make that work. That was more of a sort of. No, I don't. No, it wasn't anything like that. Uh, right, right, was, and she... she was a little closed-lipped on the subject, but. Right, and she wasn't a a morsel to start with, and then she got given like a mortal a mortal body, which is what what you want, really. One that would be more, you know, your own and everything. Felicity's eyes kind of light up. How how did how did she do it? Who did it? What real, what was it? Real casts his mind back. I'm trying to think what she said on I the think subject. All you told, I think, she I was think very all you on the subject. All she told us was there was a witch in, involved. All right, you know you. I mean, you can you can talk to the dead though, right? You could ask for details. Uh, yes, I I can. I, I could. I mean, Certainly. ultimately, like you say, you don't you don't mind being patient. Part of what we're trying to do is is get to talk to her, and then I'm sure she can point you. What I mean, there's got to be there's got to be some sort of way that we could get you to the right plane. Or, or maybe someone else can do the same thing, and then it would be all yours, and you wouldn't have to worry about about anything. <clears throat> what do you think, Felicity? Roll persuasion is what Felicity thinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good! I'm good at that. <laughs> I mean, so, so I'd say this is a straight roll. Yeah. Yay! That's very generous of you. That's an eleven. <laughs> okay. She doesn't look fully persuaded. She does look intrigued. You know what? I mean, I'll take an intrigue. I wouldn't mind having a body that was mine, like properly mine, but you're not saying you really know how to do it or who can do it. You're just saying maybe it has been done before. It's just not a lot to bargain with. That's fair. But well, we do know that there's, there's also reincarnation magic out there. You could have your own body. I couldn't guarantee what it would be. Um, I mean, out of character, I'm not hugely convinced that it would work. <laughs> no, but I mean, we're not, you know, we're not going to go and do it yeah, right now. We're just trying to convince her there's options. Yeah, I mean, you have lying as an option in your toolbox, I remind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't I guarantee I don't need to lie because I don't know things. <laughs> <laughs> we could guarantee you'd get anything specific, you wouldn't be able to pick, you know, if, if you've got an elf body or a human or anything like that, but it would work, certainly. Good. We can sort, we can make that happen and then you can have your body back. Hmm. Mean. I mean. Hmm? Uh, you wouldn't happen to know anyone who, who can do the reincarnation thing, because cause if you did, then I don't know if you can cast sending. Can you cast sending right now? Good question. We could at least I, thought something. I can try. I do have. Wait, ha hmm? do you know someone who can do reincarnation? That reincarnationy thing. Uh, good question. Let me look at the spell to see you know, how I level it is and whatnot. I don't. It, it requires an eleventh um, level druid. Oh Jesus. 
I don't know anyone personally, but I know some of the druids in your forest are fairly powerful, right? Yeah, I mean, I should, I should think. I mean, they're really a bit north of the forest proper, you'd say, but but yeah. Um. So I couldn't send to them, but. Hmm. I mean, is there? We could. This is this feels promising, right? We're we're working out a solution. Yeah, together. I like I like this. Uh, do we hear the the tromping <laughs> of our friends on the uh, yeah, I, I, stairs? I feel like I feel like I almost want to say, oh, we should definitely like un un. Oh, we should definitely like un untie this untie this but untie Felicity is a, is a show of goodwill but as far as I can tell she hasn't shown any particular discomfort with being tied up <laughs> she hasn't she my body is going to be so sore <laughs> her general mm. demeanour is of someone who is humouring you mm. Mm. like she's not acting like somebody who particularly feels in prison so much as is going along with this for now mm. whether this is because she uh, whether this is an accurate assessment on her part of her situation, mm. I don't know how well you can read her, but that 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 has been her general attitude. That's fair. All right. So I, yes, think at this I think point, at this point, Ember and Maynard are are returning. Yeah, I, I think if I think as they're as they're coming in, I might report we're making some progress. I think. Come Out and Play is a real play podcast project, all trans, all the time. You can find us at CAOPcast on Patreon and on Twitter, and at our website, comeoutandplay.games. If you're trans or non-binary and you'd like to get involved, drop us a line. And as always, if you enjoy our show, share it with your friends, and if you don't enjoy our show, share it with your enemies. Word of mouth is how a project like this gets attention, and we just love attention. The thing is, real super wants to threaten her, but he sort of can't.